Productions presents Pig Melon, an audio drama in five acts, based on the play Big Malian by George Bernard Shaw, adapted by Tim McGrath. Act 1, South Perth foreshore on January 26, 1990 at approximately 7.15pm. Mother, I'm baking out here. What can Nigel be doing all this time? I knew we should never have left him to pack the car. The fireworks will probably be over by the time he gets here with our stuff. Now, Clara, you know your brother is challenged by large crowds. That'll be right. This place is packed out. Biggest crowd they've had. If he had a bit of initiative, he would have left the drinks with us. He was only trying to help. Poor boy. But we haven't got anything to drink and the heat is unbearable. Look, here he comes. Finally. Well, did you bring the Prosecco, didn't you? Sorry, there's no alcohol allowed here along the foreshore. Oh, Nigel, those rules don't apply to us. That's ridiculous. What do they expect us to drink in this heat? I'm telling you, they're pretty strict. It was hard enough just finding a place to park, and then I had to queue whilst they checked everybody's bags. Did you explain who we are? They laughed at me. I bet you didn't try at all. I knew I should have gone with my friends. They're in an apartment overlooking the park. You really are quite soft, the pair of you. Now, we've probably got time for Nigel to go back to the car. It's too late now. I don't want to miss the show. What about us? Are we to sit here all evening snacking on our tapas and nothing to drink it with? You can be a selfish pig, Nigel. Very well. I'll go. Sorry, miss. L let me help you with those. I'll take the glass over to the waste bin. What's up with him? Can't a girl sink a few coldies without some cack-handed Nigel falling all over her? What did you say? And how did you know that my son's name was Nigel? Eh? You mean his name really is Nigel? Bugger me. Who'd have thought it? Anyway, you should have been looking where he's going. Hang on. If you ladies are with him, how about you pay me for the busted ones? Do nothing of the sort, Mother. The idea. It's all right, Clara. Do you have any cash on you? No. I've got nothing smaller than a $50 note. Well, it's all right. I can change a 50 Give it to me. I apologise for my son. This is for the broken bottles. That should more than cover it. Time, actually. Mother, make her give you the change. There were at most $20 for the lot. Do be quiet, Clara. That's all right. You can keep the change. Cheers, big ears. Now tell me, how did you know my son's name? 
I didn't. I distinctly heard you call him Nigel. Don't lie to me. No one's shitting you. I mean, he was a Nigel. You know, Nigel, no mates. It's just a manner of speaking. I meant nothing by it. Fifty dollars thrown away. Mother, you might have spared Nigel that. Such a large crowd. How exciting. Oh, good evening there, ladies. It's a wonderful balmy night for the show, isn't it? Oh, it's rather warm for us, I'm afraid. Oh, reminds me of my time in the tropics. I suppose, but personally I find the humidity too much. And there's not a sign of any sea breeze. Yeah, my old dad says that that's a sign it's going to break. Betcha it would chuck it down just as the show starts. So how's about it, mate? Want to buy a few coldies for you and your girlfriend? Don't be cheeky. There's a good girl. I don't want any beer. Anyway, I haven't any change. I can give change. Here's $10 if it's any use to you. Now leave me alone. Cheers, mate. Watch yourself there, girl. I'd give him a bottle. There's a bloke behind you writing down every word we're saying. Could be a cop. Stands out like a dog's balls. Worse still, it could be a journal. Oi, what are you looking at, mate? I ain't done nothing wrong. Just having a chat with the oldies here. Only offered them a drink, nothing else. I'm a nice girl. Struth, I would never have spoke to him except he looked like he needed a drink. Oi, are you still writing? Don't go dropping me in. You don't know what it would mean. I'll lose me Centrelink and then I'll be on the bones of me arse. Alright, alright, there's nothing to worry about. No one's reporting on you, you silly girl. What do you take me for? Bugger Vino. But he's not a journo. Shh, just look at him. He's mocked up like a shiny ass. She must have thought you was an, a tin ear. What's a tin ear? Well, it's a, well, a, a telegram, a, a dobber, as you might say. Uh, what else would you call it? An informant? Oh, yeah, give me a break, mate. I never meant nothing by it. Oh, shush there. Do I look like an informant? Then why are you writing down what I say? Anyways, how do I know what you write that your writing's legit? Show me it. What's this shit? This isn't proper writing, not so as I can follow it anyhow. Well, I can. So, how's about it, mate? Want to buy a few coldies for you and your girlfriend? Is it because I was taking the piss about the old lady? I was just winding him up. Oi, mate, don't let him dob me in just for saying that. Thick. <laughs> there, there. I wasn't offended. I'm not going to lodge a complaint. Really, sir, you've no need to defend me against harassment from this young lady. Everyone can see the girl meant no harm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, who's this wanker? Look at his fancy yeah. duds, just a layered up dickhead, that's what he is. And how are your family in Albany? What? What you say? Who told you my folks came from Albany? Well, that's not the point, is it? They did. And you, young lady, how do you come to be so far south? I can tell that you've spent most of your life in Balga. 
but it seems you've recently moved south of the river, probably to Hamilton Hill, I'd say. Oh yeah? And what of it? My dad's place wasn't fit for a driver's dog. When I complained, he kicked me out. Now I'm forking up 50 bucks a week for a pokey room in a dodgy hostel. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, you can live where you like. Just stop that pathetic noise. Come, come, my dear. You meant nothing by it. You have a right to live wherever you please. Yeah, for sure. Peppy Grove, for instance. <laughs> Looks like you two tall poppies are really on the top of the social housing issue. Oh, who do they think they are? What a nice girl I am. Hey, mate. You're so smart with the accents. Bet you can't tell where I'm from. Double young. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck me with a feather. You know your stuff, don't you? That's still no reason to hassle me, is it? Of course it isn't, girl. You don't need to take any shit from that smart ass. Hey, mate, what right have you to knock the way we talk? Maybe I should teach you how to mind your own beeswax. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? He can say what he likes as far as I'm concerned. I don't want no truck with him. He's a fig jam for sure. So let's hear what he's got to say about the old codger who gave her the tenor. Yeah, tell him where you come from, if you must be too big noting for yourself. Let me think now. Netherlands, Guildford, New Guinea, and most recently, Cape Town. Well, what a trick. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> do you do this for a living? Are you some sort of entertainer? Hmm, I haven't thought of it like that, but perhaps I should try it. He's a bloody mongrel, that's what he is. Having a go at me like that? Oh, Mother, now I can't see properly. As soon as it started, everybody stood up. What a waste of time this was. What is like? Please keep your impertinent remarks to yourself. Oh, sorry. Did I say that out loud? I didn't mean to. I do beg your pardon. By the way, your mother here is from Mount Hawthorne. Unmistakably. Very curious. Actually, I was brought up in Inaloo, near Mount Hawthorne. <laughs> what an awful name. Excuse me, you wanted a better view, didn't you? Don't dare speak to me. Oh, please. Please, Clara, give it a rest. Remember what we spoke about? We would be grateful if you could help us out. It's our first Sky Show, and we weren't really prepared. Of course, you and your daughter are most welcome to use the chairs I set up over here. No one can obstruct the view from there. Oh, thank you. Nigel, I for one am not waiting around in this mob any longer than I must. Clara, we'll just have to find our own way home without him. Come on, quickly now. 
I'm sure I saw a taxi over there. Oh, what a drag. It's a tough enough to make an honest living without being harassed by some smart-ass. How do you do it, if I may ask? Simple phonetics. The science of speech. That's my profession, but also my hobby. And happy is a man who can make a living by his hobby. As for my little party trick, many people can spot a Sydney cider or a Taswegian by their brogue. I can place any Australian within 10 kilometres, two kilometres in Perth, sometimes within two streets. Ought to be ashamed of himself. Just a stuck-up show pony. But is there a living in that? Oh yes, quite a reasonable one in fact. We live in the era of the mining magnate. People begin their careers as bogans from Girawini, and they end up as CEOs in Dalkeith. Naturally, they want to drop their background, but they give themselves away every time they open their mouths. I teach them cultivated pronunciation so they can blend in with the social elite. Bleeding wanker! Or to pull his head in and give an honest battler like me a fair go. Woman, cease this detestable whinging instantly. I have a right to say what I like, same as anyone. A woman who utters such depressing and disgusting sounds has no right to say anything, especially in decent society. Remember, you're a human being with an intellect and the wondrous gift of articulate speech. That your native tongue is the language of Kate Blanchett and Margaret Frosby. Yet you just sit there, uttering rubbish. What a sound. Ooh, a effing bloody or for Christ's sakes. <laughs> bloody oath! <laughs> you see this creature with her coarse slang? Such language will keep her in the working poor for the rest of her life. With my training, I could pass her off as a television reporter or a socialite at the finest party. It's the sort of thing I do for the cashed up bogans. And on the profits of it, I do genuine phonetic studies as well as curate my collection of Greek art. How remarkable. What a coincidence. I'm actually a student of South African dialects myself. And are you? Do you happen to know Dr. Pickering, the author of Spoken Afrikaans? Well, I never. As it happens, I am Dr. Pickering. And who are you? Henry Higgins, author of Higgins' Universal Alphabet. Amazing. I've just come from Cape Town to meet you. And I was considering going to Cape Town to visit you. Well, how fortunate. Now tell me, Professor, where are you working at the moment? Oh, I have an office at the university. You should come by tomorrow. We can talk. I certainly will. As it happens, I'm staying at a hotel just over there. If you are free now, why don't you stop by and we can continue our discussion over a drink? That sounds like an excellent idea. I'll follow you over. I just need to collect my things. Hey! Last chance to buy me last few bottles, mate. I'm short for my bus fare home. Well, I've given you $10 already, and I really haven't got any small change. I'm sorry. What a con artist you are. You said earlier you had change for a 50. That, plus the 10 he gave you, is more than enough for a cab fare. Christ, you're a clever bugger, aren't you? How's about you give me a 20, and you can have the lot. Here. Keep your beers. Just take this and be off with you. Be grateful I don't turn you into the security guards. Oh, what a wanker. Ooh, ah. Ace and fives? Ooh! Ah, stone me! There's a 20 and a bleeding 50! Woo! <sighs> Got back here at last! Hey, where are they? Oh, hi there. Sorry about being such a dill earlier. Uh, do you know what happened to the two ladies who were here with me? I'm supposed to drive them home. 
Well, they caught a cab home when the fireworks stopped. And left me battling through the crowds. Typical. No worries, mate. You can take me home instead. And I can pay for the fuel. It's Hemi Hill just round the corner from the Maccas. Come on, where'd you park? Well, I'll be. Doolittle, Bogan, Helen Peerless, Professor Henry Higgins, Sociology Professor, Stephen McVeigh, Dr. Pickering, Friend and Conscience of Higgins, Peter Hocking, Alfred Doolittle, Philosophical Father of Eliza, Ron Potiphar, Mrs. Pierce, Henry's Assistant at the University, Isabel McGrath, Mrs. Higgins' Mother of Henry, Fiona McVeigh, Mrs. Fortescue, Snobby Mother, Annie Taylor, Clara Fortescue, Snooty Daughter, Duncan McGrath, Nigel Fortescue, Soppy Romantic Admirer of Eliza, Isabel McGrath, Bystander, Fiona McVeigh, Sarcastic Bystander, Ron Potiphar.